Well, hello, guys, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So I'm so excited to announce that February 3rd, the Sauce Report is coming back to you as a kind of a new branding. We've been taking these past couple weeks and this past month uh, figuring out what we want to focus on. So we're going to be kind of focusing on, yes, on politics and the trending topics. And we're going to be talking about a little bit of my taste and a little bit of my twist of what we can do to solve the country. So stay tuned for February 3rd as we're going to come out with a hot topic talking about what in the world is happening in 2023 and the amount of uh, false propaganda that you guys are being fed by and how we need a dose of reality. And you are more than welcome to follow my Twitter handle at or Sasson underscore Timonson. That is uh, S underscore Timonson. You are more than welcome to follow that. And that's where you'll find the official sauce report uh, official page. And yes, we are verified as well. I don't know what that really means, but I hear that's a big deal. But to me, it's just one step further, uh, making a powerful change and impacting your community and as well as spreading uh, positivity as well. You know, have you taken a minute? You know, we we take time and stop in our life. I've taken these past couple weeks and stopped a couple minutes. You know, I've gone to tears and I was moved by certain items and just talking about life, how it's so important to stop and get worship God. And every moment that we look at, we have 24 hours um, a day. Now, I'm sure that's if I do 60 times an hour, 60 seconds and times an hour, and then 60, I'm sure about 1,030 seconds 1,600 seconds in a day. <clears throat> with those days or with those seconds, what do you think about? You know, it's interesting. I've been watching um, people that have gotten surprises from celebrities that are battling cancer. You know, we look at that and that could be any of us. So with this in mind, we're going to be taking a dive into Colossians chapter 3. And I think it's, and also we're going to be taking a look at 1 Peter 4 and maybe Proverbs 16, depends. But today's uh, devotion is brought to you by the little bits of life. That again is brought to you by the little bits of life. And with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Lord, we come here in reverence of you. We come here asking for prayer and asking for peace because you love us, Lord. May you protect us as we continue our education and protect us as the cold snaps are going to come by. I just pray that you provide everyone to have a shelter. But Lord, I pray that the minutes that you give us, help us to focus on you and make our time on earth valuable. And help us to focus on your plan that you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we're in Colossians chapter 3. Verses um, 1, and we're going to be reading all of uh, Colossians 3. And it states, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. 
When Christ, who is um, your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, uh, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, <clears throat> since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God chosen as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and abonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen and amen. And I absolutely love Colossians 3.18. Now, I have definitely used this as kind of a connotation because if you know me personally, you're thinking, okay, Sasson, you don't need to uh, literally do this figuratively. But it states, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. It is as it it is fitting in the Lord. Wow, that's, I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, so pretty much what Colossians 3.18 is instructing us is stating that women are supposed to submit their uh, love and submit to the husband in what it states, just as we should, the husbands should submit to the wife. Because husbands, in verse 19, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Verse 20, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Verse 21, fathers, do not be bitter, embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Verse 22, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity and heart, sincerity of heart and reverence of the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, 
and there is no favoritism whatsoever. Now, we're also jumping in First um, Peter chapter 4. And that states, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, um, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live with the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing the pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, casserine, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regards to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of the the end of all things are is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power of forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And I absolutely love, uh, not love, but towards the end, you state that we will all be suffering. Uh, there will be a, a, a suffering that we have to face. And Paul Peter is talking about that, you know, the suffering that he will have to endure. In verse 12, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fire ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so much as you participate in the suffering of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. Instead, welcome it with open arms. I added that in there. Do not be afraid when you get called on just for being a Christian. Do not be afraid because people are, people are going to call out. And when they bully you or when they call you out for being a Christian, some, the Holy Spirit is working within them. You are planting a seed. And the only way you're going to plant a seed in them is if you don't react in a negative way. But if you react in a loving and kind way. However, um, do not be ashamed. Praise God. 
that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And I surely do not want to know what that outcome will be. And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their uh, faithful creator and continue to do good. Amen. Amen. So the bigger question is, man, Sasa, why did you read so much of that? Like, what is the big connotation of the big picture? Well, in everything, we have to trust every minute. Nothing reminds me more of God's sovereignty than the seasons changing. Especially if you look at the fall, uh, right now we're in the winter, so everything is all dormant. But spring is just around the corner. Now you're going to see changes and spring comes summer and summer comes fall. It's a a cycle that we all uh, get to experience every year. It depends where you live. But how do we fully surrender to fluctuating temperatures, snow, rain, strong winds, hot, uh, blazing summers? Yet the question is, how uh, he can you, how can use, how can God use us in our daily routine? That's a big question. How can God use you in a daily routine when interacting with others during the time of seasons? His word clearly states, there is a season for everything. Ecclesiastes 3.1 As autumn approached, which is one of my favorite seasons, I eagerly began putting away my summer clothes while unpacking my winter attire and fall attire. I placed an empty bin on the floor and began placing my unwanted items inside. First, the sweaters, then the jeans, followed by shoes. The bin was full in no time and placed in my trunk of my car for donations. But it remained in my trunk for (laughs) weeks. And the funny part is, I've done this, where I would put something in the trunk, and then next thing you know, I'm like, wow, I have a trunk of clothes. Well, let me put that away. Because one Sunday... An announcement was made at church. A local family had lost everything in a fire. And there was a specific need for women's clothing and men's clothing or family's clothing. The shoes in the exact size for the men I had in the trunk. It was clear that my time to keep and my time to throw away. Weeks prior was nothing less than the Lord's intentional arrangement. So have you ever been at the right place at the right time to help someone with exactly what they needed? I sure have. Homemade goodies, a word of encouragement, an act of kindness. There are so many ways to be a blessing, and it isn't ever so sweet when we are recipients of such favor. These things happen during God's appointed time. Proverbs 69 reminds us that humans, human plans are a curse, are a course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And His timing is always perfect. In, in His good timing, He will use our talents, skills, and resources for power purposes.
as we, you know, you're more than welcome to look back in John 6, 5 to 14, recounts the story of Jesus feeding a crowd with only five barley loaves and two small fish. Approximately 5,000 people were starving by sunset, and Philip proclaimed it would take a half year's wages to feed them all. But in the throne, in the right place and time, was a boy and his lunch. Every person was able to eat and be satisfied that evening. So what a God-orchestrated what a God-orchestrated movement that was. Think of it. How awesome was it to prove Philip the, uh, wrong? And Jesus did so. So as we trust God's timing, we are allowing him to place us where we need to be. And our attitudes should reflect our confidence in his divine plan. After all, he plans to prosper us and not to harm us. He plans to give us hope and a future. From a young age, we are taught to do our best at everything. School, sports, work, college, military, marriage, and the, the list can go on. But the Bible says our actions, no matter how significant or small, should reflect our attitude of service and purity. Amen and amen. And I pray that as you surrender your heart, thoughts, ideas, and will to him, you will begin to see how your life and gifts are perfectly arranged to impact his kingdom. And I also pray, as we conclude, that you look in your heart after we're done and see how you can impact your next door neighbor, how you can impact your community, and how you can utilize your minutes that God blesses you every day to bless somebody else. Because you never know, God might call you home. God might call me home. And it is going to be, um, when you face judgment, it's going to be what God is going to say. What did you do for me in my blessing? With the resources I've given you, at the people that I've interacted with you, I have interacted with you, what did you do with those talents? With this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you protect us, Lord. I pray that you guide us along the way because you are a sovereign God. I pray that we utilize every minute that you give us to worship you, to glorify you, Lord. I pray that no matter what happens, Lord, you continue to bless us. You protect us. I pray that no matter what happens, Lord, you allow peace and comfort. Help us not to be afraid of what you um, give us, Lord. Help us to go out into faith. Help us impact somebody that we might not know, we might not like, Lord, because they think differently from us, or they are different from us. They're not our families. They're not our best friends, Lord. Give us the strength to do so. Help us to build new friendships. Because when we cross that finish line, Lord, help us to be proud of what you've given us. And help us to allow you to say to us, or to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I want to say, guys, with every minute that God gives you, do not be afraid of what he establishes among you because God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.